RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Tuesday morning time to catch up with Tim Wilms of the Unshackled.net in Melbourne, beaming in from the state of Victoria, the continent of Australia. And uh, Tim, welcome back. Good to have you. Oh, I should say that according to our political leaders, uh, Victoria is proudly multicultural, though at uh, in the inner Melbourne suburb of Caulfield on Friday night, uh, there was certainly not uh, not any multiculturalism to be proud of uh, when a pro-Palestinian activist uh, came uh, to this suburb, which has a large Jewish population. It's in Melbourne's Jew Belt, as I call it. And there was a, a, a basically a, a standoff where there was a, a few scuffles, police trying to keep both groups apart. It was basically the West Bank uh, come to Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's tension starting to show itself now off this yes. uh, conflict. Well, we've had it for, we've had pro-Palestine rallies in in the Melbourne and Sydney CBDs every every Sunday for the past uh, past few weeks. Okay, yeah, but that that's that's marching. This is sounds like it was close to sort of going off. Yes, it was, and it was very, I would say, al- alarmed a lot of uh, Victorians that this international dispute uh, where there's people dying every day in, obviously, Gaza. There's a, over a 1,000 Israelis that were murdered by Hamas. There's still over 200 hostages, Israeli hostages held by Hamas. And it's a very, you would say, terrible situation that's going on uh, there. But uh, it has led to, you. Uh, uh, it has activated a, these far-left activists, uh, Antifa, uh, with uh, uh, local Muslim populations to protest in all these Western cities. But yes, it uh, it reached a, a new height of tension in Caulfield. So I'll tell you how this all, uh, how, how this came, this flashpoint came to pass. Sure. So there's this burger restaurant in Caulfield co- called Burgatory. So obviously a pun on Purgatory. Yeah, Purgatory. Uh, I like it so far, so good. So that's owned by a pro-Palestinian activist, uh, Hash Taya. And that uh, was firebombed in an arson attack at 4.30 a.m. on Friday morning. The, right. the CCTV footage has been released. There are these two masked men who approach and, uh, yeah, throw away a fire whatever you call yeah, it, like fi- a, fi- in, in there. cocktail or something like that, yeah. 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 And so, obviously, uh, given that he's a active uh, pro, uh, pa- uh, pro-Palestine pro voice, immediately uh, there was uh, many uh, in, you would say, his his camp who share his his views, and he says that he's, he and his uh, staff have received threats over uh, the past a month, their automatic assumption was that it was a politically, religiously motivated attack. None of them said explicitly, but they're basically implying that oh, the the Jews in Caulfield did it. And so, yeah, yeah. there's many uh, many cars that uh, showed up during the day uh, outside that burger restaurant, including a 
including a, a man in a car who had the 1453 uh, tattoo, uh, to, uh, which is to to which glorifies a, a Ottoman Empire conquest. Oh, and then, yep. Throughout the the day in Caulfield, there was a number of uh, Jewish people, residents there who draped in Israeli flags who uh, were out there. They they would say that they're protecting uh, Jewish-run businesses there because a lot of them have been targeted, supposedly, because they uh, support and give aid to Israel. Uh, but it certainly does seem that there's many businesses have been targeted just for being owned and operated by Jews. Uh, so this, so there was already huge tension there. So later that day, uh, Hashtaya on it, on the the Burgatory Instagram, he put out a video telling people not to go and protest in Caulfield. But the the Antifa and Palestinian activists they turned up anyway. They went to a public park near a Burgatory, which was uh, which is called Princess Park. Uh, there's obviously the the Princess Park in Carlton, uh, which is where the Carlton Football Club play, but there's a separate one in Caulfield. And that was right across the road from a synagogue, which was evacuated during Friday night services. And it was held to remember, uh, because it's been 85 years uh, since uh, Kristallnacht, uh, the night of the the broken glass, uh, when the the Nazis uh, vandalized synagogues and uh, escalated uh, their uh, persecution of Jewish owned businesses. Yeah, certainly That's the timing. The timing, and the Palestinian activists and Antifa say they had no idea that there was a synagogue there. I take them at their their, their word, uh, right? Or that it was on that particular anniversary. Yes, often these things can organically turn out very poorly. A yeah. big poorly timed for, multiple. but it's coincidental, right? It can be coincidental, and I'm sure there will be uh, many. Uh, local Jews in the area, pro-Israel activists who will say this was not a coincidence. They deliberately chose that area. Uh, both sides assume the worst of each other. Yeah. And there are extremists yeah. on on both sides. Uh, now, there were, uh, there were local Jewish residents draped in Israeli flags who turned up opposite the park and uh, uh, yelled and heckled and yelled at uh, the pro-Palestinian activists. They, in my opinion, they certainly uh, didn't de-escalate the situation. Contributed to the intensity. Victoria Police, who I mentioned last week, are understaffed, uh, so they tried to convince each side to uh, go home. There was one man who was pepper sprayed and uh, arrested by trying to lunge towards. Uh, the Jewish Israeli side. There's also uh, one uh, one uh, Muslim who was captured on camera, uh, yelling y- yelling out uh, how many homos in Tel Aviv. It's the uh, Pufta capital of the. Oh the- gosh, was- it's really base stuff, isn't it? When you get to that, really? Oh god. Uh, okay. So- 
<laughs> the Premier Jacinta Allen, uh, the opposition leader, John Pesciuto, well, he had uh, two goes at a statement and the, the local Liberal member for Caulfield, uh, David Southwick, all put out uh, statements. And the reason why I opened up with uh, apparently we're a proudly uh, multicultural state is because that is what... Uh, all the politicians have put in their their, their statement, <laughs> given as we have seen over the past month, a multiculturalism has has given us nothing uh, to be proud of, and uh, certainly when we see these flashpoints such as this, I, as a libertarian and an advocate for uh, free speech, free assembly, and movement, uh, the last thing. I want is more laws against against those things in the name of combating hate speech, uh, because we know uh, that uh, the, these sorts of laws are used against people like us. In the end, we have yeah, yeah we already right. have in Victoria the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act, uh, which uh, makes a criminal offence out of uh, inciting severe ridicule. Uh, hatred, uh, contempt on the basis of race or religion. They're a, a pro-Israeli uh, Jewish activist who think that uh, anti-vilification laws should be uh, beefed up further, but we, we certainly don't want to end up like the UK. Uh, where- how, how do you measure severe ridicule? It's one of these subjective things again. You know, How do you I ever define severe? I don't see how you can. Like it's could a comedian who makes a a stereotypical Jew or Muslim joke uh, or Irish the, or the, the 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 court? Oh, it's it's Irish these days. I think are considered white. So this okay. uh, yeah. this none okay. of the, the racial and religious vilification laws have been uh, used. Yeah, but uh, I, but Irish jokes people. make them out to be thick. You know, it's a low IQ or something. That's even worse. We did have a, a a a politician once make a IRA joke, Bill Heffernan, though he would have been protected of parliamentary pri- uh, privilege. There was somebody who was testifying before Senate estimates and asked, like, where his accent came from, is his island, and he said, "Oh, you're a bomb thrower." Okay, yeah. So he, he would have been protected, Bill Heffernan, under parliamentary privilege there in a in a committee. Uh, Bill Heffernan, a is certainly certainly known over the years for a uh, colorful uh, colorful language and statements and uh, also uh, something else which are uh, the the alleged list of 28 VIP pedophiles which I won't mention okay but, no we won't mention that yeah. um uh okay so that's kind of in your neck of the woods has there been any any other sort of potential meltdown points in other parts of the country over this conflict again, people sort of facing off against each other. Well, we did see in Coogee in Sydney's east when there was a you wouldn't call it a pro-Israel rally, but a vigil. They ha- they hold up yeah hold up photos of uh, those uh, Israelis held hostage by Hamas. Uh, yep. Some of the uh, the or rallies or vigils that are held with uh, local Jewish people pushing empty prams. Oh. Uh, so at Coogee Beach, there was a uh, there was a car that drove past, uh, which displayed a one of the flags that Islamic State uh, supporters uh, display. 
Okay, one of the ISIS flags, like the black thing with the white. Yes, it wasn't the ISIS flag, but it was certainly associated. And there was was also a convoy that was a a motorcade that uh, was planned uh, for uh, Sydney's eastern suburbs, organised by a convicted criminal and terrorist sympathiser, Zaki Muller. This just keeps getting better. Yeah, he, I mean, you know, he was convicted of threats to kill, uh, to blow up the offices of ASIO and DFAT in 2003. Those are government agencies, obviously. Well, he was charged with terrorism offences over that. Okay, uh, all right. He, he was acquitted of planning a terror attack, but he was convicted of threatening to kill Commonwealth officials and was given a two and a half year jail term. Great. Now, he, uh, he was invited by the ABC's QA program in 2015 to Gotcha then a Abbott government minister, Steve Chobo, because this was when ISIS, uh, its reign of terror, uh, was underway in Iraq and Syria. They were chopping off the heads. Yeah, and so they were, the Abbott government, proposing laws uh, to uh, strip uh, citizenship of those convicted of terrorism offences or dual citizenship. I, I mentioned last week the High Court has said a minister cannot do that. They decided that that was a breach of the Constitution, the separation of powers. The High Court had another equally controversial decision this week, which I'll get to later. Uh, So, yeah, Zaki Mullah, he was invited on to to gotcha this minister, because this was Q&A was known for, for trying to gotcha stitch up mainly conservatives. And uh, so Steve Chobo said, I'd be happy to see you kicked out of the country. And he said, oh, you've justified people going over and uh, uh, joining fighting with ISIS. And that led to a Abbott government boycott of the, the Q&A program. So he's still around oh, uh, this okay. scumbag criminal, uh, Zaki Muller. And so, so he organised that sort of yeah, drive. Which wasn't supported by the, the the Free Palestine, pro-Palestine main activists. In fact, uh, the Free Palestine Melbourne organisers, they apologised the next day for uh, protesting in Caulfield, realised it was a bad... Well, that's nice. ...relations. Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking of the, the, the burger joint. Was it burnt out? Are they out of business? I know we're flicking back, but... Well, there's apparently a GoFundMe for it, which has raised a few eyebrows because uh, businesses normally have insurance. Uh, there is a lot of speculation oh, right. yeah. about yeah. Uh, since it was clearly an arson firebomb attack, but the police say it wasn't politically motivated. How do they know that? Well, we're not Victoria Police, and I don't think it's healthy for people to speculate about... No, but you say it could have been... So you don't rule it out, you know, because it could have been. Who knows? Well, we we don't know, but uh, this this is the thing. Uh, everyone just jumped to the conclusion that fits uh, with their with their with their narrative. Uh, so there were uh, people who claimed that oh, it was probably an insurance job. There's no evidence for. Yeah, that but if you don't have insurance, <laughs> if you're raising it by GoFundMe, you don't have insurance. Maybe maybe it wasn't an insurance job, but um, it's just the possibility that. Uh, or what else could it be? They made a bad burger, and somebody was getting even. I, I don't know. That could be the other other reason. Well, well, yeah, it's certainly the kitchen was overcooked. The burgers were <laughs> overcooked. Yeah. yeah, I said I wanted fries with that. All right. Um, uh, 
Uh, this is interesting. Um, Airbus Albo, is that what you call him now? Because he jet sets everywhere. He's been in the Cook Islands for the Pacific Island Forum. Our political leaders can't make it because, no, I think we've got the, some of the caretakers have gone up there. But yes, at, you, you've you know, got your lame duck Prime Minister Chris Hipkins. And I'm sort, yeah. of, I'm sort of wondering, is it... Is it, is it actually better for the country if there's a prime minister who can't really do anything and mess the place up? I think when it comes to him, it's better not to have any prime minister. That That's just my thought. But uh, Albo's up there, and what, what's he promising? Well, he signed a, a security pact with Tuvalu, uh, which is obviously a geopolitical pact uh, to have Tuvalu as part of our sphere of influence so they don't uh, uh, sign a deal with uh, communist China like the Solomon Islands did. Uh, But part of it is that Australia will accept uh, Tuvalu climate refugees because according to climate change science, Tuvalu is sinking and be uninhabitable, so we'll take 280 at first. Now, obviously... There's so probably, sorry, when do they take the surely there has to be evidence that the thing's underwater before anyone can go anywhere? Well, there's contradictory evidence that actually uh, it's receding the sea, sea level rises. Uh, so but they uh, the Pacific Islands, they know with Anthony Albanese the way that they can get a, a sweet deal with uh, money and other things is just to say we're going we're to be underwater because of climate change. And because Anthony Albanese and his ministers are climate, uh, climate change cultists and also they've got the geopolitical goal of wanting the, the uh, as many Pacific Islands in our sphere of influence than China's. Uh, they they go along so they the pacific islands know how to play albanese like a like a fiddle there yeah okay but um we're all having to pretend that something's happening it's a bit of a bit of a silly situation and 280 of them to start with are going to come here now there's twelve thousand people who live on the island of tuvalu so if they all came to australia if the island did eventually become underwater. It's not that many, but when accumulate it accumulates all the the mass migration that we're taking. I mentioned last week uh, the bipartisan uh, support for mass migration from India. The only reason actually Australia is is not in a recession. We're in a per capita a recession is because of uh, immigration. And Adam Giles, the uh, the the immigration minister said, "Oh, we need migrants to uh, to to help us catch up with our uh, w- with building more houses." Though, where are the, the migrants who build the houses? They need somewhere to live as well. And yeah, so, when you when you say government. per capita recession, that means that your average Australian is poor. Yes, and we got some. That's the only thing that counts. Yeah, and we got hard uh, data. Uh, last week. Is it over 5% contraction in disposable income or something ridiculous like that? Yes. Uh, we are the worst in the OECD, uh, minus a 5.1% reduction in living standards, which wow. average okay. Australian, it's confirmed how they're feeling. We had another interest rate rise on Cup Day, which was predicted. It's not surprising to me that inflation is sticky. I mean, uh, also the Albanese government through Energy Minister Chris Bowen is certainly, uh, power prices certainly haven't dropped uh, by 275 
dollars. Uh, in fact, with more coal-fired power stations closing, and obviously there's the the gas cooktop ban coming into effect in Victoria, electricity uh, wholesale and retail electricity prices are just going to keep increasing. Uh, so interest rate rises aren't going to curtail that inflation. I mean, if you've got less supply of electricity, I mean, supply and demand, yeah. Uh, contracting the money supply only goes so far. Yeah, and then you've got, um, I think you're experiencing it there. We are being told by the so-called experts that it's happening here, some sort of wave of COVID. So lots of people sick now. Um, that can't be good for the economy. Uh, the sniffles, you mean, the cough. Well, I don't know. What are you calling it? But um, we're being told that there's a fifth COVID wave about to hit us, not hitting me, i got to well, say, but... Um, it's our eighth, according to oh, your eighth. the media. They're is it upon you now? Is there one hitting now, or are they um, prepping everybody to, what, have a, a Christmas on their own or something like that? Oh, well, uh, the mainstream media, they, they they still give it a red-hot go every time there's a COVID wave pumping out uh, the fear porn, the clickbait, and uh, they've got uh, their, their go-to experts who, of course... Uh, always want uh, another round of boosters, of course, masks. And their other obsession is uh, ventilation, uh, having all these heavy oh, yes. installed everywhere, costing billions and billions of dollars. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Okay, you'd think they'd learn, but no, the record is stuck. Look, we're coming up against time. Um, I noticed, um, and I thought I'd uh, catch up with you on this, that there was a big Optus outage I think it was what late last week, on and Wednesday. I say, so yeah, it, it occurred four a.m. Wednesday morning. Imagine if it occurred Melbourne Cup Day. Oh uh, yeah, so just Ooh, there would have been chaos. Second biggest telco in Australia. It's owned by Singtel, uh, Singapore Telecommunications. Uh, so this is the second major failure by. Optus and its uh, CEO, uh, Kelly Bayer-Roseman. Last year, there was a a cyber attack by hackers who uh, released uh, customer data online, including uh, customers who hadn't been with the company for years. Right. And they did a very poor job. Uh, Well, the CEO certainly did of keeping customers updated because there there was businesses that couldn't accept FPOS, uh, there were uh, tradies who couldn't get jobs, and Optus customers couldn't even call triple zero. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the CEO, uh, when she was out in public, she's got security guards uh, with her to show how popular she is. Oh. Qantas is breathing a sigh of relief. They're no longer Australia's most uh, hated <laughs> hated company. Okay. And she mocked a North Sydney barber uh, because they she said, oh, how can they uh, not uh, give haircuts uh, when there's a internet outage? And the owner of that uh, barbershop said that I can't do my job because you can't do your job. And it was a routine software upgrade that saw the entire Optus network out. It was it's, always, it's always something like that. Routine as that. And yeah. I think it was a wake-up call uh, for many people about a cashless society because with oh, it, yeah. there was yeah. a lot of businesses putting handwritten cash-only signs, phones, FPOS not working. And so I certainly 
effects. They'll be second guessing uh, whether, because a cashless society will only happen if we allow it to happen, if we're just happy to pay for everything with phone apps and the internet. Most people will be, I'm predicting. Um, so back to the barber. Yeah, I mean, she kind of had a point in a way. You don't need to be online for the, uh, you know, for the, the buzzer to work or the scissors to work. I guess you have to be online to do the transaction and maybe to get the booking by phone. But, uh, why yeah, is the, take cash, the office you know? the, uh, why is she deflecting like that? Oh, yeah, it's not, not a good look, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, before we go, I, I will mention uh, the the other uh, uh, the the latest uh, decision uh, by our, our high court last week. It was about uh, allowing a, a a convicted terrorist uh, to well uh, not have his Australian citizenship stripped. Yep, yeah, we, we remember that. Yep, uh, the high court has uh, reversed its own precedent from twenty years ago and has ruled that indefinite uh, detention of uh, illegal migrants is unlawful. And uh, the the test case, which has triggered the release of uh, 80 uh, detainees into into the Australian community, the detainee who was the centre of this case was a Rohingya Muslim who came illegally in 2012 uh, from, uh, from Myanmar, and uh, was uh, convicted of raping a 10-year-old boy while in Australia. And he's now free in the community. Gee, okay. The human rights uh, activists, you know, free the refugees, uh, they certainly uh, picked quite a a scumbag as their litigant. Yeah, yeah. Not great optics. Is that what they say? Not great optics. Well, he's now free and we're not allowed to know his name. Oh, okay, right, yeah. (laughs) The Albanese government has said, "Oh, community safety is paramount. They're, they're going to be uh, monitored when they're out on bridging visas." But I think if if you've got young children and you hear that a convicted pedophile, a child molester, is now on the streets, you don't. You want to know who it is? I know. Not even uh, somebody who came to Australia lawfully. All right. Well, um, thank you, Tim, for bringing us up to date um, with what's happening where you are. I hope you get through without uh, getting hit with the, with the next wave. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure if I do, or if I, if I've got the sniffles, then I'll get over it. Like everyone else does. I well, mean, you could put your mask on and that, that'll make it. Oh, you- never, never. No, same. All right, Tim, we'll catch up. I'm sure again, same time next week. Uh, Tim Wilms from the unshackled.net. Thanks for beaming in, Tim. We'll see you again in a week. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.